the league's leading team in the National League West, the Padres. The two under. Randy Wynn, a towering drive down the line. It's got a shot. It's gone. It got wet, and he ties the game at one. He has been incredible the moment he arrived. His eighth home run as a giant. Hello, everyone. I'm Annabelle Hegarty from 88.9 The Bridge, and today I am here with Randy Wynn. Randy is a former Major League Baseball player who played 13 seasons in the league for five different teams, including the Mariners and the Giants. He is now an analyst for the San Francisco Giants on NBC Sports Bay Area. Just to start off, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it is my pleasure to be here, and thanks for reaching out to do this. Okay, so my first question is, how did you prepare from the shift from playing baseball to discussing it on the television? Well, I didn't really do any formal broadcasting or classes. I was working for the Giants and had an opportunity to see if television would be something that I was interested in doing. And I, I wasn't sure, you know, I was a year or so out of playing and I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to get back on the field or do something in the front office or do something in TV. And it was an opportunity and I, I took it and it was a steep learning curve. Let me tell you that. Um, so I, I basically just uh, learned on the fly. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard to do stuff on radio live. I can't imagine doing it on TV when people can actually see you too. That's a little scary for me. Well, with my old career and playing baseball, yeah, I guess you're used you, to. <laughs> you get used to having lots of eyes on you and you realize that everybody makes mistakes. You know, I kind of took that attitude into television. So going back to your old career of baseball, my dad told me that when you went to Santa Clara University, you played both basketball and baseball. Well, your father's a very wise man. And yes, that is correct. Um, I played pretty much every sport growing up. I played soccer, I played tennis, I swam. And when I went to college, that was one of the things I was looking for. I was looking for a good academic university and also a chance to play both Division One baseball and basketball. Yeah. And I noticed that you also graduated from college, which is not very common for major league sports. So how did you handle doing so many things at once? Well, it makes you learn how to budget your time, really. Playing two sports and going to school and trying to get good grades and try to remain eligible and have some semblance of a normal college experience and a social life was tough. And it took me a little while to figure out the sweet spot, but really it just taught me how to budget my time. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of student athletes throughout every grade level, like high school and college, and even major leagues probably struggle with managing their time. Since you've played for five different teams, what was the most challenging part about moving teams so often? Well, it didn't feel like I moved that often. Two of the teams were in my final year, um, but the, the other places I, I got a chance to, to stay for a while. But as a professional athlete, you know, I, I just talked about lessons I learned early in college. One of the lessons I learned really early on as a professional athlete is that it's a business. Yes, it's a sport. Yes, it's fun. Yes, it's not an office nine to five. Uh, you know, you're playing a kid's game as a career, but it's a job. And my, my first season in the minors, I remember I had a teammate who I thought was a really good pitcher. And like, a week later, he ends up getting released. And that's when you realize, like, man, number one, there's a lot of good players out here. And number two, th this is a job. And you can get released. You can get promoted. You can get demoted. You can get traded. And it's something that you learn to live with as a professional athlete. 
Just to add on to that question, I feel like I might know the answer based on where you work now and where you grew up, but what was your favorite team to play for? Well, in, in all fairness, every team that I played for was special for some reason. For example, Tampa was was all my first, you know, my first start, my first hit, you know, my first day in the big leagues, you know, that was special. Going to Seattle was my first chance at playing for a, a winning team and a winning organization and a full house. You know, to, to answer your question, San Francisco was was my favorite. Coming home, playing in front of my parents, my in-laws, uh, my brother still lived in the city in San Francisco at that time. It honestly, it was like Little League when you... <laughs> You go down to the park and you, you play a game and, and your parents are there and you, you come off the field and you're, you're greeted, you know, with hug from your mom. Can't really replace that. So being able to come home, it was later in my career. And then also the, the history of the franchise of San Francisco, you know, you, you mix all of that together. Uh, it was just such a special time for me. That makes a lot of sense. So another piece of wisdom my dad told me was about the 2002 All-Star game that ended in a tie. Garcia with a 2-2 pitch to Santiago. Game over. And this game will end in a 7-7 tie. I can't yes. believe that would happen. Can you tell me a little <laughs> bit about that game? Well, you know, if you look back at the history of the Major League All-Star game, how the game is been played has has changed throughout the years you know if you go back to the 50s 60s uh, you know like the the Willie Mays era not only did he make like something ridiculous and I might have this wrong but I swear it's 20 something all-star games he played all nine innings you know it wasn't a hey let's just show up and everybody gets to play type game and then as the years went on the game changed and when I played it there was nothing quote unquote at stake I think as a competitor, you always want to win and you always want to play well, but nothing's at stake, you know, like home field advantage for the playoffs or, or anything like that. So in this particular game in 2002, both teams kind of ran out of pitching. And so the game was decided to be called a tie. And that was what sparked Major League Baseball to, to make changes to what was on the line. If I remember correctly, the next year, the game was 2003, was in Chicago at the White Sox. And I think the slogan was, this game matters. So uh, it was really a conceited effort by Major League Baseball to to change the perception of the All-Star game. Yeah, I think that's really funny. One final question. What advice would you give to young baseball softball players struggling with their confidence? Confidence is such a delicate thing. And first thing that I would say is that you're not alone. That happens to everybody. Every player that goes into a slump of some sort, even all-stars and very good major league players, you know, sometimes you, you lose a little bit of confidence in, in your abilities. But the reality is that from when you were hitting, pitching, or, or playing well to when you're not, it's not like you fell asleep and lost all your ability. It's usually something very small and for me, when I was in a slump or, or kind of struggling with confidence, I would always go back to the basics. I would hit a lot off the tee during the season. If I was struggling with confidence or a slump, I would go back to the beginning, go back to my basics, you know, my setup, my stance, um, those sort of things, and kind of work my building blocks from there. Yeah, I think that's definitely some great advice and kind of applies to all sports as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Once again, I'm Annabelle Hegarty here with Randy Wynn. Make sure to keep on listening to more music and interviews here on 88.9 The Bridge.